Welcome back to hell. Where we talk about terrible people and terrible situations. Both worthy of going to hell. I'm your host, Jordan. And I'm your host, Lainey. Welcome back, guys, to season two of Hellbound History. Welcome back, our hellish friends, to season two of Hellbound History. You guys stuck around for some reason, and here we are to provide more mediocrity. We're here to provide sadness, I feel. Sadness. You guys are like, we want to feel real sad. And to see truth of stuff. And it's like, okay, guys, I guess we just going to package this up and just give it to you. Yeah, we just give you what other people don't because they're like, you know what? This is sad and we're not going to touch it. And we're like, no, no, we're going to touch it. We're going to touch it. We're going to touch it and poke it and open it up and dissect it. Uh, yes, yes. I'm so excited for se- like season two. Um, this season's going to be a, a bit of a wild ride just just more gruesome it's well not only gruesome but it's it's going to show you horrors that Mm, aren't seen i see that you maybe not even know existed before like the world fair oh has been ruined for me (laughs) yeah i don't think anything great has ever happened at the world fair exactly um and i'm so excited i have had these topics for a while Mm -hmm. researching them out Getting obsessed. I mean, there is a period where one of these stories, I couldn't shut up to people. Like I would talk to somebody and just say like, hi, how are you? (gasps) (laughs) Um, Word vomit on the most heinous crimes against humanity. Right. And so that's a weird kind of thing to kind of just tell somebody Mm -hmm. like you're like, okay, it's this thing. But oh, my gosh, maybe you're not of age to hear this. And it's also like, how do you how do you know if that person's also interested or finds that fascinating because I have caught myself multiple times like talking about things I find is extremely fascinating when it comes to kind of like the macabre uh-huh. and they all like look at me and they're like oh my god and I'm like oh oh I this was not the correct audience for this it's I like apologize. I didn't hear the silence I'm so sorry I know I know because I just automatically assume that everyone finds this type of topic fascinating yes that like that you know like but it's, it, it, it's like the world as a whole um because I'm so excited, I kind of want to like let Lainey pick because I, okay, I am divided. Okay, guys, I am divided. <laughs> One of my stories is probably by the time that this comes out, it's going to be around Thanksgiving. So one of them has to do with like white colonialism okay. and its impact on the Native American culture. So it's very, all about very true idea. horror story. Got it. And I feel like I'm feeding into that colonialism though, if mm. I do an episode around Thanksgiving. Oh. So that's where I have Are that you confliction. The problem? Yeah, like I am I the drama. <laughs> Hi, it's me. <laughs> the anti problem, it's me. <laughs> Taylor Swift just released her new album. Jordan and I are really stoked about it. We're trying our best to not make this a Taylor Swift. I know. Podcast. I'm a you know like, my friend and the side a little side note right here. Yeah, yeah. I, I love Taylor Swift. I'm a Swifty, and every time I post anything about Taylor Swift, my friend texts me and she's like I still can't get over that you're a Taylor Swift fan. Like, I think by people looking at me, they, oh, don't, they don't think I'm a Taylor Swift no, fan. No, anyone can be. I'm like, any, it, Taylor Swift is for the masses. Taylor Swift is for everybody. Yes. She doesn't discriminate. No. She's Not at all. Just, uh, I, we could do a, a mini-sode. Okay. Anyway, 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 anyway. Mini-sode. 
about her in general. Just okay. But back to what I was saying. So I have that story. And so I also So white have, colonialism. And so then I have another story, okay. but it is about what really brought him to be this villain in history that we all hear and talk about and refer to and probably go to restaurants to and is this about joe's crab shack oh my god no <laughs> imagine <laughs> joe's crab shack had like a, a awful lore behind it oh my gosh um but that one has to do with like and you're not telling me with the name of that one yes okay, you have okay, to pick okay. which one. Ooh, okay okay so colonialism and Joe's Crab Shack. Colonial. Okay. The Joe's Crab Shack is Mongolian. So. Oh, Mongolian. Okay. Ooh. All right. So Mongolian or colonialism? Mm-hmm. Colonialism or Mongolian? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to go with white colonialism okay we're gonna feed into the problem we're the problem okay this so you look disappointed are you disappointed i kind of am but it's okay okay it's okay it's okay we're gonna get to the other one eventually anyway yeah yeah we're We're getting this one out of the way yeah okay this one's out of the way and this one kind of made me mad like for a really long time like in march when i started researching Uh the story i just could like i had like little tiny fists in my fist, like just a fist on a fist, and yeah. then my eyes had like little tiny fists because. So I don't know if you remember, but back in March, um, Walt Disney does a dancer uh, parade of all these different high schools, and they okay. go and they, I guess they like perform their drill team thing. Okay. And um, like a competition, yeah, it's like a competition of some sort, and like they're pre-selected, and so it's it's you know they know what's going to happen, and I'm watching this clip, and it's like these girls are coming in, and they're wearing these like Native American style like drill star clothing mm, so already problematic and they just start this isn't wait i'm sorry this is in 2022 2022 yes march march oh my gosh so they start their dance and i automatically can see like very similar dance movements that i guess i would associate with the native americans and wow. then they start with scalp them indian scalp the indian scalp them indian scalp and they're them. not an Indian no, Native American no. school. Uh, so obviously I am like, what the heck? And you can see in the video, um, people like slowly so, stop. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. Especially in 2022. Uh, and so it turns out that they are the Indian Nets and they are from this town that uh, back in like the 1950s uh, got a approval i say that with quotes from a cherokee uh leader that they could uh kind of fuse the cultures there so their mm-hmm. school's team is like like you know the dancing the indian nets the the football stadium's called the reservoir they they have this mix what state is this this is i think in indiana okay um i'm probably wrong and i Indiana drill team not allowed to wear war bonnets, but are allowed to chant scalp them during Magic Kingdom performance. Interesting. Interesting. 
Oh, the the town is is in an uproar. Oh, the town is upset. Yes, afterwards because they said it's always been this way. You know, this is how we've had we have permission. So, okay, so the town is upset that the school is getting ridiculed mm-hmm. for what they performed at Disney's Magic Kingdom. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like backlash. Like, what is Disney doing not allowing a high school drill team? The Indians not wear a part of their uniform in the parades. Indians from years past have always worn headdresses. How is this offensive? I, it's such like a weird. So if they're if they're Native American, I don't see the. So okay, so this seems like it's very divided. Like, people are saying that they should be able to wear the headdresses, and some people are not saying they should be able to wear the headdresses. I feel like, are you getting to this? I'm so confused. So here's the thing. They are a predominantly white community. That's what I'm saying. If you're Native American, then they're doing that because they were given permission by. But still, we should just because you're given permission, just because one person or a few select few out of like the community give you permission, there should still just be some common sense behind that, just to not disrespect a culture, right? Absolutely. And see, it it started to make my blood boil even more because at the time of this happening, I had started researching the Conestoga massacre, Um, which is the topic of the week. How do you pronounce it? Conestoga. Conestoga? Conestoga. It is- Conestoga. It can be referred to as the tentpole people. Wonderful tribe, wonderful tribe. Uh, But I, I had been reading all about them for like, two months at that point and so when i saw that like like something in me just kind of just boiled yes because i thought to myself how how does it feel to live in a land that your ancestors grew up in and you've always been here but now all of a sudden these people uh, they don't look like you or act like you or dress like you. They start coming onto your land. And now, you know, you mm-hmm. greet them with nice gestures and then they're forcing you into these areas and then they get smaller and mm-hmm. smaller. And then now you're on reservations in modern day time. Like, like it just, it had my, just all over the place, all over the place. Um, and then the fact that, I mean, now we kind of look back like hindsight 2020 right but looking back in that was celebrated you know Mm -hmm. like christopher columbus was celebrated and still is i guess technically still celebrated i'm like on our on our phone um like on the calendar like apple maps or whatever is because it says columbus day and then also says indigenous people day as well it's like why can't it just be indigenous people day we don't need christopher columbus on there he didn't first of all he didn't discover us first or us as in like mm-hmm. the North America first right and then second like why celebrate a man who just came over and basically brought smallpox and war white colonialism mm-hmm. and do you know where the word savage comes from Christopher Columbus yes and do you know why he turned the word savage no. When he came to the Americas, he started dubbing them savages due to the fact of the cultural level of 
like what was going on between the two civilizations mm-hmm. like one civilization's intense oh you mean like how it varied from tribe to tribe mm-hmm. basically okay. and so he determined that that meant ungodly so if you were referred to savage that meant you were not living a un like you were living a ungodly way but they don't have your god to him for sure i understand yeah, but that's but, just another reason why it's religion is just not good sometimes and white people are like really obsessed with like white people oh yeah they are like like very obsessed um so let's let's talk about the conestogas and to and to stop like to to talk about this we kind of have to like go all the way back to like early 1700s um with a wonderful man named William Penn. Do you remember him from history? I do not, but that name does sound familiar. He, you learned about him in high school. His last name is also kind of a state. Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. He's the founder of Pennsylvania. Okay, I guess I could have put context clues together. Ah. <sighs> Contacts clues. Contacts clues. So our story really begins in 1701. So listen, William Penn has taken his little collection of ships and they make their way towards what is going to be Pennsylvania. And as they are approaching the lands, you know, like the foresty forest, you know, you're thinking Pocahontas, like little mist, little whoosh whoosh of the waters, probably people putting their hands above their eyebrows and putting a leg up somewhere <laughs> and saying, there's the land. Down yonder. <laughs> yonder. Um, when they are actually welcomed okay. by a line of people on the coastline. And they're and they don't look like them. They're not dressed like them. They're wearing these like it looks like feathers and like they're very colorful. But they're dancing, they're singing, and and they're they're kind of like throwing mm-hmm. like this like makeshift confetti in the air. And when they dock, they 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 welcome them. They can't understand each other, but they start welcoming each other. And and William Penn is just like. Like you are, you are a brother, you are family. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, they help them transition into making their colony into the, um, the village. And this tribe that is helping them happens to be the Conestoga. Got it. Yes. Something Um, tells me this doesn't end well for them. Well, so one, they make the best thing I've ever heard. They make a friendship treaty. Not a friendship treaty. Why do you they, like, say it like that? Because friend, friend. <laughs> there's no grounds on a friendship treaty. Like, it's just like, here's my friendship bracelet. Here's a pinky promise. You know, if you break your promise, I'm going to break your pinky. You're breaking you know? my heart right now. I love friendship promises. I'll make a friendship treaty with, with you under any tree, any day. You got it. And I'm going to break it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, William Penn takes the leader of the Conestogas uh, and just kind of creates this ceremonial um, friendship treaty. Uh, the 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 documents go that he was given this really pretty beaded belt, and um, it has survived. Mm. 
which is crazy um, considering what is it's be, uh, you can see it today yes you can oh, see okay. it today cool. you can see it today it's like a little it's like a little faded uh-huh. kind of turquoise color um and they lived side by side okay so there's a colony and then there's this tribe of conestogas that are like within the mm-hmm. community but they're not like living like the colonies mm-hmm. they're living like in their tents and mm-hmm. doing their thing. but they're still kind of enmeshed into the yes the other culture yeah, so they're kind of like you could walk a couple feet and go to the general store with its log cabin. So they're there. Okay, I get. I see what you're saying. Interesting. Okay. Uh huh. Uh huh. And they live like that for like sixty years in harmony, and 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 they farm together. Now, some of uh, the Indians that lived there, they learned to use guns, so they were adapted in white colonialism um, weapons. Um, some had over time kind of converted to Christianity and actually decided to abandon the uh, the tent living situation. Okay. Um, not all of them, though. And- That's so hard, though, because, I mean, yes, it's your culture, but also at the same time, you see these people, they have more technology and different advancements and they have like actual, they can actually build homes, right? And you're in mm-hmm. a tent. So how do you, it's so enticing mm-hmm. to move on to more modern um, things. Yeah. 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 Like, oh, I can do this quicker than what I did before. Much easier. Like work smarter, not harder, you know? Yes. And um, William Penn in this friendship treaty that does have documents he gave land specifically designated saying all right so this is like the conestoga's neighborhood mm-hmm. like no one goes to the conestoga neighborhood no one builds on it mm-hmm. it's about like it's 3, theirs, yeah we intruded on them yeah three thousand acres okay a lot a lot a lot of stuff um when william passes away so mm-hmm. about mm, i want to say about like like 50-ish years, uh, his sons, who I hate, because your dad is so nice, and then you go, the William Penn son, go, and they decide, I want money, 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 money. So the first thing they do is they sell like all of their dad's stuff. And then the second mm-hmm. thing they do is saying, mm-hmm. hey, Conestogas that have lived here forever, I actually want to sell your land because oh. now I can have more people coming into my place. Of and course. So they went from 3,000 acres to 80 acres. Mm. Okay. That's quite the drop. That's quite the drop. Um, and they were like, basically they were just like money, 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 money. All Like they just ruined the town. One of the terrible sons winds up having a son named John Penn. Now John Penn is the grandson that William Penn has forever wanted. But William Penn's dead. Yeah, William Penn's dead. He's been dead. But this, his grandson, John Penn... Would have made him proud. Would have made him so proud. He picked up the torch exactly where nice. it was left. Um, so John Penn starts trying to fix everything. He starts telling the Conestogas, I am going to make sure you get everything you need within your rights. Mm -hmm. I am here for you. They were so friendly. They would talk to each other. Like there would be jokes among 
the Conestogas. And I think one of the young ones um, in some of the documents I read was like, oh, what if the white man turned to us and the chief had like put his arm around the kid and was like, no, the white man would never hurt us. We are like brothers. Like mm -hmm. we are, we're too close. Mm -hmm. Like not, not the pins, mm -hmm. nothing but the pins. Um, so just it's harmony. It's pure harmony in a time that I didn't even think a harmony thing is happening. But do you know what also is going on now? War. War. Do you know what war? French. French and Indian War. You get why that war is kind of like. Yeah. Because I always explain, especially to like previous students I've had, why that's such a big deal. Because it's like I came to this new land. And the people that live here don't like me, so that sucks. And then people from my other land, they don't like me, and that <laughs> sucks. And then they came here, and then they became friends. And they were like, we should work together. to like We have a common enemy. And then now they're both getting me, and now it's like, what the heck, guys? Mm -hmm. And so the French and Indian War is going on. So while the Conestogas and, you know, John Penn are peacefully living in their town, um, there are Indian raids going around. There's mm. wars going around. George Washington, I think, is a teenager during this time. This is actually the time, this is like the time where he's like going around and like getting that like dignity and honor and stuff. So he okay. he's like in the war. So this is like, a lot younger Benjamin Franklin chilling around too. Okay. <laughs> you always see Benjamin Franklin and George Washington as like old, you know, so it's it's hard to even fathom that they were young at one point. Yes. Yeah, you so know? Young George Washington. So young, young, and then younger Benjamin Franklin. I mean, he's still older, but like he's yeah. like, I want to say maybe like late thirties, early forties. Um, so these wars are going on and um the the commotion that is going with the war is that settlers didn't like that a new law had come in saying that part of the lands that they were moving to would be given to native american mm. tribes. Oh okay, I so, see. That kind of made them mad. So they're moving there and like thinking they have all this land and then they are going to get there and be like, oh, actually, it's less. Yeah. Than what you moved down here for. Okay. Yeah. They're saying like these savages are like taking what is ours. I cannot believe this. Um, you know, uh, like this is we're getting screwed over. The government's not doing enough. And also, by the way, the government moves like. A day at a time. So the government back then moves like weeks at a time, if yeah. that like months. So it takes time for things to happen. When the war is going on, there is a city called Paxton. And so Paxton was placed in an area in Pennsylvania that's kind of near where a lot of war happened. Okay. And um we have seen something similar happen recently in terms of when, when people feel in crisis, these vigilante groups kind of come out. Mm -hmm. Um whether they have a good cause or not. So our example would be Yeah, even though you're a vigilante and you're you think your head is in the right space or you're fighting for a good cause, it's still, 
you're still causing harm, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like this anti-hero situation. Yeah. And I mean, like, look at the, what, the Proud Boys. They're going around. Oh, God. Um, and that's, that's the whole thing is that they're so deep-rooted in their cause, right, that mm-hmm. you can't convince them that they are in the wrong because they are just all in and convinced and biased and brainwashed, honestly. Oh, yes. And and it's like it comes their identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're fighting for the greater good. Oh, yeah. They're heroes. Um, so by the time it's like 1757, which is like 56 years after the whole like them living in peace and stuff, um, men in Paxton started to kind of feel like the government wasn't doing enough to help stop these war slash ambushes slash raids that were going Mm -hmm. on. Um, And so they decided to, with this guy named Governor John Penn, who said, like, we should make a group together for Paxton. We're going to name it the Paxton Boys. And we're going to go around and we're going to help our fellow soldiers in battle. So these are not people who are trained in military. Mm -hmm. This is a random group of civilians who are going to add themselves into an ongoing battle. Mm. So, yeah, that's like, that's like all levels of trouble. Okay. Like you're like, just like just running into the middle of something that has, and they're all going to have hero complex. Oh, they all absolutely do. Um, And so, you know, 1757 happens, they form the group, they're going around, and every time they got a whiff, a notice, a message, a whisper of a war or a raid, um, they would go and they would always just miss it. Like, literally, like, just miss it. Like, probably, Mm -hmm. like, everybody just left. So they're hungry. They're hungry for the action. They're starving. Okay. So they, they're like, you have this role, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going to need you. But then they're not really getting any of the rewards for it, right? The exactly. adrenaline, that rush, that to be the hero, to do some good, right? Okay. So mm-hmm. are they going to go seek out their own? Yes. Yeah, so because like now it's 1763, this is several years of this group. Mm-hmm. going around trying to find it always just barely missing things um this uh this there's a proclamation that's made that gives even a little bit more land back to the native americans it's not generous enough by the way people yeah that's not um but it like pisses them off the paxton boys yes it just pisses because they're the enemy Oh my God. It's like they, they're like, you now they get more land and it's like their panties got in a twist. And so August 1763 comes around. They're like nonstop looking for raids. Okay. And then you know what? They get exactly what they asked for. They accidentally run into an ambush. Ooh. Okay. Went, got exact. They were looking for it. They found it and it wound up killing, I think, two of their men. None of the French were there. Nobody got the other Native Americans. And remember, war, multiple sides, mm-hmm. multiple complexes. But, like, these guys were just kind of like. How many Paxton boys were there in total? Oh, about, like, 57. Oh, okay. About 57. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's like 
not that big. Mm-hmm. It's like not that big at all. It's like what one one maybe half a house party, one full half a house party. <laughs> How big is your house? Yeah, right. Um, and so by October of 1763, and see the French and Indian War is like dying down. They okay. don't know it's dying down. But like the big skin people, the people who are actually like in the business of what's going on in this political affair mm-hmm. are like it's tampering down with the talks of it's probably going to end in the next few months. Um, so uh, they were just kind of chilling in the city of Paxton. And these guys are like in an alleyway. And someone kind of just starts gossiping about a town where these Indians are living alongside white settlers. Uh, Okay, now we're back. And they're like, what do you mean? No, they wouldn't. No, 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 no. You're telling me these redskins are living next to these good white European settlers. And they're like, yeah, it's apparently that's the rumor. Um, And so they're just like, let's get more information about this now. They started gathering information and through the grapevine, they get told that, oh, this little town where these Indians are living along these white European settlers, well, the reason why they're living there so peacefully is because they have to be giving intelligence to the French. They have to be. They have to be part of this. That's how everybody is getting attacked, and that's how we're missing it. So it's them. If we take care of them, then we take care of the problem. So from October to December, the Paxson boys make a plan. They find out where they live. They find out where they are. And so on December 14th, at like 5 a.m. in the morning, 50 Paxson boys start heading towards the town. Okay. So it's Sunday. It's not like it's rural. It's like everybody's at church. Listen, everybody is like sleeping at church. It's 5 a.m., right? Yeah. Like they're doing their stuff. There's actually like early morning church stuff and people, <sighs> listen, they got nothing to do. No, thank you. Maybe for you, but not for me. Um, these men are like galloping into this town. And as they do it, they're doing it in a way where they're definitely making sure that they're not making too much of a ruskets. When the men start to like disengage from their horses, automatically they go to the side, they grab their guns, and they start taking shots straight into the tents. Oh, my God. Just just one after another. Because that's a fair fight for sure. Okay. And multiple men. Okay. Multiple tents going in, going in. Um, And then there are a few who disengage and they're not reaching for the guns, but they have a machete and they go straight into the tents. And so as they go in there, um, they are awaking these Uh, young girls and these boys and these grandmas and grandpas and they take that machete and they get like that nice slice in the forehead and then they start pulling it back and they start scalping them. I don't even know how to do that. Exactly. 
you know, like how how I've uh, exactly how would you even know where to begin if you were like you need to scout here's this donated human head scalp it I could look at that thing for probably like five hours and not you know, figure out like, how to do I'm it. like do is it this way or is it that way why would I do it that way do I like crack it you know I mm-hmm. just to go in and just have the confidence to just immediately go scalp somebody is just astonishing honestly the ones that weren't scalping or continuously shooting the already dead members are grabbing the Conestoga stuff. So they're just grabbing like their blankets, some items, and kind of stuffing them into bags. Some of the men who did the scalping are just now randomly taking their tomahawks and just repeatedly slicing and like hitting the bodies continuously. So, like why? Imagine having so much hate and festering in your body for a war that's not even yours or for no purpose whatsoever. Therapy. I say this probably on every episode, but man, this could have been avoided with some therapy. Mm. When they felt everything was satisfied, and I mean like it is like slice, 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 like, oh man, leave them, leave them. And so they leave and they get um, some like alcohol, kind of pour it near the tent and they strike a match and they set the thing on fire, several of the tents on fire. And... They're all bloody, super bloody. They're a couple of them are holding the hairs with the scalps of children, of girls and boys, and of women and husbands and grandparents. And they're cheering, hooray! They got blood spatter so, on their face. And so they're thinking they killed them all? Yes. And so they get on their horses, they cheer. And they circle around like once, like a victory lap, which really, you just killed a whole gr- like group of people and you are loudly cheering and you yeah. obviously are very, and, and you're in, and then they ride off. Okay. And they ride off feeling so accomplished that they have had a mark in history. Um, but as they're riding off, They don't realize that at the same time as them leaving, that there had happened to be about like 14 members of the tribe that went to go sell their woven goods the previous day. So not all of them were there. And uh, they, the weather was bad the previous night. So they stayed at a fellow townsman's Mm. house that night that wasn't too close by. And so this is like a group of like a teenage boy, maybe a woman, a few kids, and they come home thinking mom and dad, they're going to, they're thinking they're going to tell them how it went. They're going to, to get to see their loved ones and they come home to a black mushy mash with random body parts unrecognizable and recognizable and and just like a deafening silence and they just can't put into words what they're looking at because this is not home but yet this is home god i can't even imagine the feeling of stumbling upon 
that, you know, because it's probably seems so surreal. Mm-hmm. Like a nightmare. Yeah, for sure. Like, wait, what is happening? It, there's no way that that's the first thought was everyone was slaughtered and scalped and decapitated or whatever it was. You know, it's it is. Was there an animal that got like slaughtered? No, nope. it or? is just a deafening. Like, mm. um, John Penn is awoken along with the other councilmen of the town and they come and they like John Penn and just sobs. Okay. And he sees the remaining members of the Conestogas. And the first things he does is that he has the members that have been brutally butchered. I mean, they cannot even, they like some people are buried in pieces. Okay. Like some people don't even know if they're burying the right person, but they make graves for them and they take the remaining group and they, John Penn says, we are hiding them. We are locking this up. Like this town's priority right now is to save them, is to save them. He says, my family's promise is to always protect you guys. Mm -hmm. And I will make sure that you are protected. And so they move them into a newly built bank. Okay. It had just finished construction. I'm talking like steel door, like brick walls, mm-hmm. like brick fence. And this, and this is supposed win- to be a prison, right? Yeah. But it's, it's, they, it's supposed to be a bank. Oh. Yeah. It's like a prison bank kind of thing going on. <laughs> yeah. The, the local prison bank. Got it. It's. I think it has multiple. So when they rob you, you just go right into the back <laughs> and just lock them up. I think, don't even kind of take a second second to stop. I think through all my records, it gets switched at, in the years passing. Like oh, it so goes, it turns in, it's a bank first and it turns into a prison. Yeah, or? like it, it changes. Like Different, the building okay, changes. I like see. it's still around today. Got it. Yes. Um. So this town, Paxton, is like. I want to say it's like a 40-minute drive, okay? So eight days on horse. Yeah. Dang, they drove, not drove, they rode back with blood and scouts. You know, they put like this, wait, what do you, what do you, what are you going to do with the scouts? I don't want to know. They're they're trophies, they're tokens. Uh. Look, we did it. We have big (laughs) peepees. So... John making this, you know, it's a big town hublub. Our, our our neighbors got massacred. Our neighbors are dead. Yeah, not even like brutally. Like, like they brutally. Like they were extinguished. Yeah, that's the word for it, honestly. Extinguished. So gossip starts going out. And you know the gossip tree. Takes a few days. But it gets all the way back. To Paxton. Mm. And so the Paxton boys have been cheering and partying. because oh, they don't know that there are still people alive. Mm-hmm. They think they killed everybody. So as news spread, and I mean, John Penn's like, I will give you $600 for any information about this. You know, any information about this, I would love it. Like, please, please help us. Um, and... Uh, no one did anything, just so you know. They were like $600, whatever. I mean, that's a lot of money back then, but. No, for but for, yeah. Yeah. But so 
from what I'm gathering, though, so everyone was at church at this time, so they're probably, and obviously the Indians don't go to that church, mm-hmm. right? Native Americans, Native Americans or Indians? What Native Americans? Um, I I've been switching in between. Okay, the two. I just I just want to be Ugh. respectful. I don't know which I don't know which one. Um, please correct me if I whatever the correct terminology is. I'm definitely receptive. I. There's when you're reading um, different stuff, it's just it switches. They, they, it switches, and so I don't know if both terms are okay. Um, but anyway, uh, so everyone's at church. Indians are not because that's not their culture, not right? Their culture. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming there are no first-hand accounts or anyone who survived this, right? No. There's... Because I'm assuming no one's been able to identify any of the Paxson boys. I'm sure they're not coming right out and being like, "No, I'm a Paxson boy. And if they did and they know who they are, I mean, people aren't going to turn them in. Or oh, yeah. they're probably on their side. So why would they even turn them in? Very mom on that side. like they and, and people do try. They're like, do you know anything about this? And like they'll be talking to straight Paxson boys and they just be like, oh, yeah. I have no idea. So the Paxson boys, um, they make a second plan. Oh, great. Love this for them. So they take the same day trips. So eight days, okay. Um, and, <laughs> eight days. Because <laughs> remember, it happened on the 14th. And so by the time they plan everything, get everything together – and do what they need, and they plan it for even earlier. And on the on a Sunday again too, December twenty seventh, they ride into that town again. But this time, it's like fifty to a hundred of them. So they recruited. They recruited more. They recruited more for less people because there's only about like yeah. fourteen, fifteen of mm-hmm. them left. They need they they truly need fifty to a hundred. Yep, because that's a fair fight. Yep. Oh man. Yep. And so they, by gossip, this is why I hate gossip sometimes because like back then, like it screwed people. They knew everybody is in this church that's like on the other side of town and where the Conestogers are being held is right where they can enter. And so they come riding in. And by the way, yes, John Penn did put people in charge of guarding the door. But there's corrupt people. I mean. Okay. Okay. So. If you have 100 people coming at you, what are you going to do? Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm going to die. Yeah. And then they're going to die anyway because I'm going to be dead. Yeah. So. So. They, they've been in this, the prison bank this whole entire time? Yeah. Since since the incident at the 14th. To, so they. Okay. So, yes. Got it. And and you know what they're talking about in, in the inside? That they're going to be protected. That like. Yeah, they have their whole trust in them. They're going out of their way to make sure that they're safe. Mm-hmm. Right. Or so be it. John Penn's got them. Yeah. The no. town's got them. Um, so as the Paxson boys, like these 50 to 100 men with muskets and like knives and machetes and all this stuff are approaching this little safe house. Um, the two guards look at them. And step aside. Yeah. I mean. And I and and what Lainey said, I've heard when I've told some other people about this story before, have said the same exact thing. And I totally understand. I mean, it's kind of sucks because it's you want to go die with like honor and integrity. Right. You mm-hmm. know, it's like I died because I upheld my stand, you know, my duty and, and everything. But just the reality of the situation 
you know, if I saw 50 to 100 people coming at me with torches and guns and like they're they're going to kill me. Yeah. And then if I'm dead, they're still going to be dead regardless. Yeah. So I have a, a wife and kids back at home. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's I, I'm so sorry. Like I like I do not want to have to make this choice. But yeah, I, absolutely. Um, And it's crazy because they do spare the guards, mm-hmm. which I, I'm like, OK, interesting. But so well, they're not the enemy. I hate that. I hate that. The guards um, look like them. Oh, I hate that. Um, the Paxton boys try to break down the door and it's hard to break down at first. So they winded up having to make like a makeshift like rammer thing. Mm-hmm. And you have to imagine the Conestogas on the inside totally can hear what's going on oh, on the outside. No. And it's a prison so they can't even like leave, leave or try to escape. And so they're huddled together. There's 14 of them. Stuck together. And you know what? They probably know what's coming. They probably absolutely know what's coming. And so they- They saw it. Yeah. Which is honestly kind of even more terrifying because, the I mean, the first group of them, they didn't know it was coming. I know. So it was kind of like blind- yeah, like they wake up and like they're like they're shot or like they wake yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. It's it's just mass chaos where you can't even think about what's happening or what's to come or what the outcome is going to be. But now you have these people who stumbled upon the aftermath, knowing exactly what is coming for them, and they know exactly what these people can do, and just um, so yeah, they bust in and. They, it's not, it's not like the last time. It's not like an instant, like, bam, bam, Mm -hmm, bam, get them. mm -hmm. They go in and they pull them apart. The huddle of the last remaining Conestogas. They're being pulled apart and um, they're dragging them outside. And I mean, they put the kids that are the survivors of this group. They put the kids along the walls. And I mean, these are like oh, women like begging, like, please don't do this. Like not like not in front of my son. And they're they're telling them, like, you know, who do you think you are? Like, why do you why did you ever think that like you redskins can live among us? But this is their land. They were here first, my bros. Um, I mean it's insane. And so as this woman is like pleading with one of them, he just ha- like starts hacking her and her children are like watching. These kids are watching. Well, well, they don't they don't care about the trauma that they're providing because that child is also going to be dead. Imagine yeah. not having any any heart. I mean, as they keep going, they're yelling at them. They're just like, you blind heathens, like just slicing a leg, cutting their feet off. They're saying, you know, no good red skin, um, get, getting all the adults, um, yelling, screaming in the faces of these like kids that are part of the group saying, you farm alongside us good white folk. I said, the only good Indian is a dead one. 
And oh. so they're hacking them apart. They're like, I mean, they're starting to like, they're dead. A lot of these Konestogas are now dead and they're doing it one by one, bloody in the snow. And it's making these blood like drips and like chrisman like painted areas chopping off hands when they don't need it and you know one of the women is like praying and she's you know saying like dear lord jesus please help us you mm. know and one of them just bends down and says what makes you think jesus wants to hear your prayers and then slacks her and you know it's it's a monstrosity and when they're done they cheer and they get back on their horses and they ride all the way back down to Paxton. And you know what happened when the church got out? People were running. Because it was like one person said, John, John, you need to come here now. And one by one. they probably heard, you know what I mean? It's a, I'm assuming a pretty small town, right? Yes. It's a small town. I mean, it's, it's Benjamin Franklin wanted up making a statement. And I quote, the universal concerns of the neighboring white people hearing this event and the laminations of the younger Indians when they returned and saw the desolation and the butchered half-burned bodies of their murdered parents and other relations cannot well be expressed. And so as, as the Paxson boys become infamous, not for like heroic reasons, but for being these monsters, all politicians have said like, Packs and boys will like you. We will try you. We will do all that. So that they're not like this, like hero that they think that they're going to be. The government's like, no, don't do that. That's bad. A lot of residents in America felt mm. bad for them, but felt like they couldn't <laughs> do anything. Sorry. I cannot feel bad. I don't. I don't care what your history is, what trauma you've endured. I. I. I don't care. I don't care. There will be no sympathy, none for me. Like, Are you a sympathizer? Are you a Paxson boy sympathizer? No, I am not. No, I'm not <laughs> at all. You gave me like a weird, like, I was like, wait, no. what? Are you going to throw a curveball into this? No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not. But like, even though the residents felt like they couldn't do anything, they definitely felt like this was specifically targeted because they were Native Americans. Absolutely. Specifically right? attacked. And Obviously. so they back, the, not the Paxson, the Paxson boys were then labeled like, you know, like you are kind of attacking people based on this. So and they're see, racist. Yes. And see, get this, like a week after this whole massacre incident happened, French Indian War ends. Like literally like a week after the, the incident, like it ends like right after. Okay. Okay. I was like, who won the French and Indian War? I had no, I, I... This t part of history is lost to me. The British. The British had won the French and Indian War, which the I thought it was is. just between the French and Indians because in no, the, the name, French and Indians teamed up against. Got it. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I, that's what I thought happened. And then I got really confused. I was like, so I guess what I know, I don't know. Okay. Because I was like, wait. Yes, 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 yes. So what? when does the French and Indian War end? It ends in uh, 1763. And guess when the incident happened? Uh, so it was December, 14th, right? So 1763. 
and December 27th, 1763. Jeez. They literally, it ends. So you think that's a coincidence? I think it was part of the reason. Why do you think it was part of the reason? Oh, so you, oh, because the French Indians saw the brutal massacre of the, what the Paxson's boy did that they thought that they were going to be next, maybe? I don't know. Um, a part of me thinks it were. Were the Paxson boys British? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, at this time, this is not United yeah, yeah, America. Yeah, I see what you're saying. But they're, they're yeah. king monarch or side monarchy, right? Or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I, I think it changed because the government's response to it was that they were totally against that, mm-hmm. that type of brutality, that type of ideology. Yeah. And it actually made the Paxson boys, quote unquote, that are existing now at this time, so upset that about the 600 of the members that they wanted up growing mm-hmm. from all over the place, um, they decided they got they were going to go march to the Capitol. Sound kind of familiar, huh? Mm. And you know what they were met with? Mm. Benjamin Franklin and all members of the parliament standing in front of the entrance of the Capitol, arm in arm, saying that they will not come into this city and that their acts like their antics are not welcome here and that they need to go before they press any further charges. But I will say the Conestogas became extinct on December 27th, 1763. Completely extinct. John Penn. And Matt, oh my God, you wiped out a whole entire culture, nationality, you Mm -hmm. know, like that's awful. So when I heard the scalp them Indians, scalp them Indians, scalp them Indians while reading about this. Yeah. 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 That, yeah. That's sick because that has such a more dark. De- of course, like if you don't know any of this, you're just mm-hmm. like, oh, that's just messed up like, that's on bad. the surface level. Like we shouldn't say scalp the Indians. But yeah, you can visit the grave, the little monument that mm-hmm. they have in, in dedication to the Conestoga mm-hmm. members. Um, there are rumors that float around that one of those travelers that came back after the first attack mm-hmm. ran away to New York. But there are no actual facts based on that. So I'm not bringing that in. Um, there is wonderful resources that you can read all about the Conestogas that I will place in the descriptions below. And I also have a wonderful graphic novel that I think all of you should read. It is called The Ghost River Comic. Mm. And it was worked with um, highly, highly trained professionals that did in-depth research about these massacres and what happened to them. Um, But yeah, that's the story of the Conestoga massacre. That's excellent. Excellent. I mean, I know you were disappointed on saying that one or doing this episode, but I'm glad. I actually learned a lot. I learned kind of, you kind of, um, this type of history really helps me remember 
war stuff if mm-hmm. that makes sense because mm-hmm. like i'm just not interested i know everything is so found like fundamentals of mm-hmm. war and because that's just what we're built on right yeah but war is just so boring to me yes i guess and so these types of stories really kind of help every put everything into context like mm-hmm. yeah this war was going on sure but also kind of the behind the scenes or what the how it's influencing outside communities outside Mm -hmm. of the direct combat yeah yeah it's uh it's one i've been sitting on and i was like i cannot wait for season two white people ruin the party again white colonialism guys i mean we can say that because we're white but we Um, we do though (laughs) it's if you like this episode i would say recommend it to your friends share it uh put it on a tiktok tell people hey did you know that this entire tribe became extinct and like no one said anything you can even talk about how benjamin franklin made a human chain to prevent these uh fake proud boys mad respect to my boy ben ben frank he was uh, like the front center too he was like so this is like middle-aged Ben Franklin, and he's like, "You're not gonna come in here." And he's like, "I like, I like, I'm gonna mess you up. <laughs> you come here." And but like, fight well, me, John Penn. Like I, I like his. I don't. I don't think his heart ever recovered. No. How how do you? First, you're thinking you're like making your grandfather proud who had passed away, right? And now you're stepping into that shoes being like, okay, I'm going to make everything right again, you know, mm-hmm. as my dad kind of sucked, right? Mm-hmm. And then your intentions, oh my gosh, his intentions were so, from, I mean, from hearing this side of the story, you know what I mean? Who mm-hmm. knows what his intentions behind the scenes were because you can never trust anything these days, you know? Oh yeah. And I don't want to put my foot in my mouth if it comes out that he was an awful, awful person. But, you know, from from what I gather from what I've heard today, Intentions were great. He tried. He, he tried. tried and best. at the end of the day, it just wasn't good enough. And honestly, it's not his fault. Mm-hmm. But I can only imagine the guilt that he um, had to deal with. I'm so glad that we talked about this together. Me too. Me too. It's a conversation piece for sure. So uh, friends, talk about this at Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, get your family's opinion on... Um, Indian massacres. Talk to them about the word savage. Savage. Where Do they know where this word comes from? Do they understand what white colonialism, how deep its roots? Ask them to provide an interesting fact about Benjamin Franklin to you. Talk about when George Washington was a teenager. Yeah. Lots of stuff to talk about this this Thanksgiving, guys. Lots of stuff to think about and talk about. Hopefully, we're providing great... Uh, table talk discussions <laughs> at turkey while listening the massacres thanksgiving sponsored by hellbound history <laughs> well, all right guys we will see you next time enjoy your month or or whatever we'll see you next time see bye. you next time bye <laughs>